Thank you for listening to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast, available on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, Parlor, and Instagram. And of course, be sure to visit www.mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, on to the show. Everyone has a past. I know I do. What? Let's just say... Everybody get on the ground! Go, go, go. I'm not boring. Hey, it's you! I'm not famous. Rex. Rex. Rex Cohen. At least, not on purpose. I talk to myself. How much do you think they get for these, by the way? And I've been known to overreact. (laughs) So, trying to escape my hell of a past only landed me somewhere much, much, much worse. Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Perkovich, and this is episode number 302. This Halloween, Saturday, October 31, event cinemas will host a night of scary movies. Among them is Bloody Hell, an Australian-made pop horror spectacle that stars Ben O'Toole as an American who travels to Finland on a whim, only to find himself the target of a demented family looking for someone to have for dinner. A high-energy and blood-soaked blend of black comedy and grisly horror, Bloody Hell is one of the best horror movies of 2020, and joining me now on the Matt's Movie Reviews podcast is one of the film stars in a sure-to-be-in-demand actor, Meg Fraser. Meg, I thank you very much for joining me today. Oh, thank you for having me. So, you know, horror movies can be really fun to watch at the cinema, and Bloody Hell, I think... It's going to be one of those films that is just going to be such a a blast to watch with other people. I mean, it's it tense and scary, but it's really a whole lot of fun as well. You have been to a few different screenings. You've seen reactions from audiences. What kind of reactions have you seen from people watching the film? I, I imagine it'll be just like a, a gamut of emotions from one to the other. <laughs> It definitely is. Um, I mean, I took, a, I went to a, the initial screening with uh, my parents, and my mum is definitely not a fan of uh, horror as a genre. Um, um, thought it was hilarious, and um, so did my dad. And then, you know, I've been to a few screenings since, um, and I think that the best reactions have been the people who've been the most scared to go see it but have walked out of the cinema really uh, overwhelmed with how funny they thought it was and, um, yeah, how much they enjoyed it. And it wasn't what anyone was sort of expecting, I think. I actually read that you yourself wasn't that big of a horror person either. I mean, does that <laughs> does that change for you now that you work on a horror movie? Like now that you see, like, Oz behind a curtain doing his magic. When you see the tricks of the trade, does that change how you approach horror movies now? Um, I think it definitely does. I, you're right. I was not a fan of horror myself going into filming this movie. Uh, I was a little bit nervous about how the set life would be, um, but I think it really kicked down some um, fears and things that I had about it, and it was actually really enjoyable. I think it's probably one of the best genres you could possibly uh, uh, make as a film. 
Um, I think, yeah, there was a few moments on set where I still got a bit of a scare and had to remind myself that it was all fake. But uh, I think going into horror movies in general in the future, I can see how they're crafted and I think that there's a lot of effort that gets put into horror uh, to scare people is a really difficult thing. Um, so I think I have much more appreciation for um, how everything gets brought together and, you know, the work that the actors, directors and writers do in order to instill fear into an audience. I think it's much more difficult than some people think. The trajectory from when you graduated from uni with a fine arts degree to being on the set was rather rather quick. I mean, how long after you finished school how long after you finished your time at QUT, did you actually receive the script for, for Bloody Hill? Um, well, I finished uh, QUT in uh, December of 2018 and then I think in March 2019, I, um, or probably earlier, February, I got an, two sides, two audition scenes uh, sent through from my agent um, with really no context behind it at all. So the two scenes that I got um, were one of the scenes in the basement um, and another scene towards the end of the movie. And without context, um, as I'm sure you know since you've seen the film, they were a little bit shocking to read and I was trying to wrap my head around them. And then I sort of, as I progressed, I did that first initial audition and then another one. And then uh, when I got to the chemistry read and sort of call backstage with Ben, um, then I was sent a full script, which was very good to enlighten me as to what was happening and everything sort of made sense for the last audition, which was, you know, very timely. <laughs> when does the Finnish element come into it? Are you aware that your character is from Finland at the time of the audition or does that come to light more um, as you get the full script? No, that was, yeah, so first audition I was told that I would have to do a Finnish accent and I think I had, like, a day and a half, two days before the turnaround of submitting the tape. So I was a little bit alarmed as to how I would, you know, pull off a Finnish accent. So I sort of jumped straight online. And I have said that um, the only Finnish person that I knew was from my grandpa and the flying Finn is a race car driver. Mm-hmm. And we talk about a bit about race cars. And that was the only Finnish person I'd ever heard of in my life. So I sort of just jumped onto YouTube and was watching interviews with him and would pause, stop, repeat what he was saying, trying so ridiculously hard to just absorb one of the hardest languages to learn in the world, I've since been told, um, their accent. And, yeah, so going to the first audition, I honestly had no idea if I was doing anything remotely that sounded Finnish, but come to the callback, I was told that it was quite good, which was surprising to hear, but we definitely had a Finnish accent coach come on board for the movie it is interesting because other accents you can rely on stereotypes say french or russian german because it's just so ingrained in pop culture but if you could give an example of something in pop culture so people can think of that could be finnish would it be i guess swedish would that be the closest kind of counterpart to that yeah i think we got in trouble a lot for sounding a bit too russian on set um i think anywhere sort of Eastern European, they can get a little bit muddled. Um, Finnish, though, once you sort of start to learn it and learn even the learning the language um, and learning the alphabet, it 
is one of the I the thing that I found most interesting about it was their alphabet is uh, every single letter is pronounced one way and there's no other way of pronouncing it. So, mm. you know, in, in English we might say children, but they would pronounce each letter. They wouldn't con- uh, join the C and the H. It would just be children. So it, I think that was one of the most fascinating things I learned, which really helped to inform, obviously, the accent from then on because you had one way of saying every single letter, um, you know, which was a bit difficult for the mouth to get around. But once we got there, we got there. Well, there's one word in particular that I remember from the movie. Is That's when in your character of, of Alia, you're saying the word insatiable and it was coming <laughs> yeah. out, what, am I correct, insatiable? That's pretty much how it would kind of present, present itself? Yeah, so the T wouldn't um, sort of disappear into that word into a soft um, sound. It would still remain quite plosive. So, yeah. I get the, it. Yeah, that's how it sort of goes. Do you like to keep the accent between filming? Is it hard to can't go in and out or do you have to stick with it for the duration of your shoot? Um, when we would be on set shooting, I'd definitely try and stay in the accent accent as much as possible obviously it was a bit difficult with the all the entire crew and cast being uh, Australian and um slipping in and out of it we sort of had a our accent coach was great she sort of sat with us at lunch times and you know if I said something in an Australian accent she'd stop me and make me repeat it in a Finnish accent um and then it sort of just made us stay strong to keeping in that mindset and the voice it's really difficult to swap in and out of the accent and I've noticed that since filming I think it's a little bit of a party trick everyone would like me to do the Mm. Finnish accent or speak some of the language and I found that it's much more difficult to do when you haven't spoken it in a very long time. I'm fascinated about what it is like to work on a horror movie film set so if a film set is your workplace this workplace in particular can be one where you can walk into a room and you can find severed limbs pools of blood, weapons of death. I mean, what is your reaction when you step on a set like that? And when you find that kind of macabre spectacle in front of you, does that really help in getting inside your character set? Because your character, while she herself, I'm not to give away too much, doesn't have monstrous tendencies, is ingrained in a family that are very much, you know, not to give away too much, but very much a, a monstrous kind of family. So does that help going in a set like that, um, get, really getting into your character and getting into that mindset? Yes. Well, I think that it helped Alia and I both um, <laughs> don't really appreciate sort of the things that surround them. Um, I do remember walking into set a few times and there might be the in, insides of a cow sitting on the lunch table <laughs> and you'd sort of be take very taken aback. Um, I think the art department, I've said, have d- did an incredible job in mm. creating this world for us on set. Um, it definitely made our job a lot easier. You know, the house in Finland, uh, every, th- every drawer you opened, every fridge door you opened, um, there was always something waiting for you to find. And I think that it just really informed our performances a lot more and definitely helped. I think that I was in an environment that... Alia was scared of and Meg was also a little bit scared of. It's quite incredible, isn't it, because you guys are filming in the Gold Coast um, (laughs) as far away as Finland as you could ever imagine and yet here you are, you're transported to this other world and it's because of the great artistry of the people working with you. 
yeah, I it was very strange to be able to uh, have a day off on the weekend and go to the beach and then come back on Monday and sort of be transported to uh, fake snow and, you know, cold weather. <laughs> um, there's a scene in particular I wanted to mention, and I love dinner scenes in movies. There's something about them. I don't know what it is. I think because when you're at a dinner table, anything can happen it's supposed to be like a sacred shared space but it can make for great drama um but the dinner scene in your movie um is something else <laughs> altogether so like i said not to give away too much but you are sitting with your family and you're looking on and in disgust at the eating habits of one of your siblings in particular and yes. as this is happening a lot of the stuff is happening off camera that you're reacting to and there are pieces of stuff being splattered all over the table and you have all these sound effects and such. I'm curious though, while you're there filming, what is actually happening off camera? Um, not much, actually. <laughs> it's a lot of um, the actors doing some work towards a camera, to be honest. Um, so you definitely had to make some things up in your imagination. Um, the thing that they're reacting to sort of came into play only in the last uh, week and a half of shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember not actually having met this person prior and they arrived in full costume, makeup, attire, and I was very taken aback when I met them only to learn that they were a very lovely person. Um, So I think, yeah, not much was going on in that particular scene for us to react to, but the stuff sitting on the table was probably enough to react to. (laughs) Yes, for sure. I mean, the great thing about a director like Alistair Gerson is that he's such a visually strong director that mm. when you're watching his films, he takes you just to all these different places and you working on his film, are you aware of what type of stuff he's thinking of doing post-production wise? Cause the film has a lot of different cuts. It goes to a lot of different um, styles and different kind of segments and it goes back and forth and a lot of things going on. When you're watching the film for the first time, are you thinking for yourself, to yourself, wow, this is nothing like I would imagine this film to turn out to be. Yes. Well, I think one of our favorite things uh, while we were shooting was our Friday uh, night, little fright nights, um, we, the editors and Al would sort of put together little clips from stuff that we'd shot that week, um, to, you know, it wasn't anything that ended up in the film the way that it was put together, but it sort of gave us a really nice insight into sort of where things were heading, mm-hmm. um, which was really fun to watch. But I mean, every day on set was, you know, completely different and, but Al was, I think one of the best things I noticed was that while this story is a very twisty, turny, crazy, jump scary story, he never lost that sense of um, what we were trying to tell and what we were trying to say and keeping a through line as much as there was some crazy things going on around us um, that the actors and the cast and, you know, the characters very much remained at the forefront, which I think is a great, the, the way that uh, it sort of streamlines the movie for everyone when you're watching it um, without making it too confusing. Bloody Hell has some really great reviews and, as I said in my intro, I believe it's one of the best horror movies of, of this year. Um, now that it's out there, people are watching it, what are things like for you? What's next for your career? Have you... 
are you looking to start a new projects now? Because this film came very sudden into your life, but now you got the feel for making movies. And I think I read um, in a, an interview you talking about how you now you have that acting bug. Are you going yeah. full steam forward now, even like in these crazy times, um, is there a chance to get out there and do work now while, while this film is out there? Yeah, so I definitely have been excited for the film to come out. Um, I was meant to be travelling overseas on the back of it. Obviously, uh, that's been put a stop to, but um, definitely this year, while it's been crazy, uh, the film coming out and the excitement surrounding that has been really amazing and uh, definitely full steam ahead as much as one can be. There's a few things in the works at the moment, um, but I've just been, yeah, really excited for people to see this and see this role in this film and um, I'm definitely excited for what it's going to bring for the future and, you know, as the ending sort of suggests, we'll see what happens with hopefully we've sort of set it up if we can for another one. So that would be very exciting if the film takes off. I know that the US release is set for January, so I'm very excited to see what the US audience thinks of it. I think they're going to love it. And I know a lot of people here in Australia love it too. The film's actually been out in select cinemas, event cinemas since October 8th, but this Saturday, October 31, event cinemas are having a Halloween night. So everyone out there, watch Bloody Hill. You will love it. It's even if you're not a fan of horror, there's so many things going on in this film. It's so entertaining, so beautifully acted, and the craft is impeccable, and I really enjoyed this film very much. And Meg Fraser, I thank you very much uh, for your time today, and congratulations And with everything that's going on, and you did such great work here, and I can't wait to see uh, what you're going to do in the future. Thank you so much, Matt. I really appreciate it.